It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building, everyone. We are so glad that you're joining us today. This is Debbie Kiever. I'm here with Laura Pereno. We have a special guest, a friend of mine from Ocean City, Valerie George, who is joining us here on this final podcast in the month of September in our series called When We Pray. Laura, it has been a great month of hearing some amazing testimonies of how God has worked in people's lives as they pray. And certainly the topic that is going to be um, shared by Val today is is so requiring of prayer. And she's got a really powerful testimony of what God has spoken to her heart about uh, the impact of prayer in dynamics in relationships. So I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. But Val and I met this summer down at the Bible study that I lead in Ocean City at the Ocean City Tabernacle. And Val, you and I actually only met face to face one time um, at Bible study. And I'll tell you at the very, as this is what I called Laura right away after Bible study was done. I said, I met a gal. I met a gal. I want you to meet her. And I would I think it would be really awesome to get to know her a little bit better and hear her story. Belle, I watched you minister to a woman that we were praying together with, and I just loved your heart for how you, like the way you connected with her. I loved how you um, were create, like it just flowed naturally. I could tell that you, this was not your first rodeo play praying with a woman. And so um, as I've gotten to know you, I really admire you. I appreciate you. And Laura, I know that you are just as excited to hear Val's story, uh, but I, first of all, I just want to welcome you to Beyond the Building. Yeah, I really am very excited to hear Val's story. And when I hear Debbie uh, call me and say, I just met a gal, <laughs> I'm always like, that's a good thing. So I know if if Debbie uh, has met someone that has impacted her, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great podcast. I'm excited to hear what you have to say today, Val. Uh, but I do want our listeners to know that uh, Valerie is the author of a book, which we'll talk about as we continue our story today. But that is a huge, huge accomplishment. I have uh, written a book and I, I don't know, it is just a big, big undertaking. So I'm excited to hear more about that. Uh, Val, we're glad you're here with us today. Welcome. And we would love to hear about you, uh, your family, where you live, what's your connection to Ocean City and anything else that you might like to share with our listeners today. Well, thank you ladies so much for having me here. It is a privilege and an honor and it's humbling to serve God in any way he allows. And I love women's Bible study. It has been mm -hmm. a passion of mine since day one. And so entering in Debbie, I thank you for welcoming in to your Bible study at Ocean City Tabernacle. And it's just a privilege to minister to another woman when you see tears well up because of something the teacher is saying, or you see somebody look away and kind of downcast, it's real easy to say, how are you doing today? Mm -hmm. What's going on in your heart and your mind? Can I serve you in any way and just love them where they are, hear their story and love them. And so I love that. And I love serving women and I love digging into God's word and it's sparking <laughs> deeper relationship between us women. That's what it does. And it transforms us because of our relationships. So anyway, 
My name is Valerie George, and I am originally from South Jersey. I met my husband, Jeff, in Florida at college. We grew up about five minutes apart in New Jersey, never met until college. And then he was in the army, and so we lived all over the world. And so actually, the Bible study that I just wrote, Live Unoffended, How to Live at Peace with Others, the story that I use is based out of South Korea, where we lived our first two years of marriage. And then we have three sons together, JD, Jeffrey, and Jackie. And after he was out of the military, we moved back to South Jersey. And it was always a dream of ours to have a house in Ocean City as a family. And so yeah. it came true last year. And so mm -hmm. we're excited about that. Laura, did you just want to pinch yourself her first line? I love to teach women the word of God. Honestly, Debbie, I thought to myself that we are three identical. We are three identical twins right here in this Zoom room right now. <laughs> Like, I, I think we would all say the very same thing, Val. So we are kindred spirits. Yeah. So I love to hear listening this. Yeah. to your podcast and even the way that you share the word mm -hmm. and you make it real and relevant and practical applications and how it just can get into the crevices of your heart and mind and soul and just transform you from the inside out. It just, mm -hmm. that is my calling. That is my passion. And being partnered with you guys today is just yeah. awesome. And it's Amen. Perfect. I'm so excited. <laughs> it just, it just makes, and I just want to put a, um, a comment out there for those who are local to Ocean City. Uh, God is putting together a teaching team for the women's Bible study uh, that's going to start on September 15th. And what's really cool, Val, is you are on that teaching team. So what a great way for uh, women. Actually, this is going to be aired um, at the end of September, right? So you need to uh, people need to get their bodies back into Ocean City so they can hear Val as she's going to be doing some teaching this fall. So I'm super excited to have opportunity to sit under your teaching. I think that's going to be that's going to be great. If we can just get Laura to move home, that would be the best instead of that Tennessee. Would be, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, it would. It oh, would. Nice too, though. <laughs> so Val, your, it is, it is my turn, yeah. your heartbeat is teaching the word. Uh, and seeing the light bulb go off yes. in the in the minds and the hearts and the spirit of women who are listening to you. But everything starts with a personal relationship with Christ. I know it's got to start with you, right, for you to be able to teach it and walk it out. So what can you share with our listeners a little bit about your walk with Jesus? I mean, what's your basic testimony? So I was um, raised Catholic. I grew up in South Jersey. Like I said, I was raised Catholic. So I went to church. I knew God was important. I knew Jesus had died for me. Um, but in college, I think I love college age because that's really where you make your decisions of how you're going to live your life and what you're going to make your own. And in that transformative time for me was when my husband and I got engaged and I was in year two of college and my and I was going to be turning in a college scholarship to marry my husband and my parents were like, what are oh. you doing? That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> so um, because of that, obviously I was only 20 years old and they wanted what was best for me. And they thought a career would be better for me than getting married at the time. So that drove me to my knees. That drove me to open God's word. And through that, I was born again. And I felt like God was leading me to get married. So we did. In that, God took us out of the United States and put us into Korea. And when we were in South Korea, my husband was serving in the army. I got a became a part of a women's Bible study called PWOC, Protestant Women of the Chapel. And they're on every military base, but they were just starting there. And so um, 
they welcomed me with open arms. And I went from not knowing where Philippians was. I was literally watching ladies. Okay. Turn to Philippians chapter two and watching where they would turn in their Bibles. Is that the front or the back? I have no idea. Right. And then (laughs) I was so discouraged that I went home and I read through the new Testament. I'm telling you four times in like a month, because I I wanted to know where everything was. I wanted to know more. I was just so hungry. And these women just took me under their wing and loved on me and showed me patiently. And, and they, I went from not knowing where Philippians was to leading a Bible study within like six months. And that is not anything of me. That is all of the Lord and the Holy spirit and just my desire to do his will for my life from a very young age. And so because of that, everywhere I went, I got involved and I would teach and I would be on the committee and all of that. And now from there, I am the women's ministry director at my church because I'm very passionate about women. They poured into me and I want to pour back into them so that. Mm. They them. And so that, and I always tell women, I'm like, don't make God pull you out of the United States and put you somewhere else. <laughs> so you have plenty of time with him. You make time for the word. Now. <laughs> the oh. Oh. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. That is just remarkable. And, um, I'm just, I'm just thinking about your parents too. Uh, my daughter's getting married and she's moving away from not all the way to Korea, but she's moving from our little town here. And I'm thinking about your parents who are now going and now you're getting married and now you're moving yeah. internationally <laughs> across the ocean. Right? Yeah. So these are some big, big steps, but I do love the fact that that's the place where you uh, got this passion and, and really felt the call. Uh, mm-hmm. to step into what God had for you uh, next, right? What he had been preparing for you from before the foundations of the earth. So Deb and I love to talk about the call of God and how he calls each of us. Um, what can you share with us about the experience that you had when God was actually drawing you to focus more on that specific call as you're walking this life out, either overseas or when you come back to the United States? So when I, when we got back to the United States, we lived in Virginia. Then we moved to Fort Campbell, Tennessee. And in Fort Campbell, Tennessee, I had my first son and he, um, when he was born and I was trying to go to Bible study, you know, when you have a small baby for the first few months, it's fine. But once they start getting mobile, it's much harder. And I remember going, oh, like, I can't even go to Bible study, you know, <laughs> not the Bible study because he cries in the nursery, and blah, blah, blah. you know, so after he got through that period, when he was able to go into the nursery, then I was attending regularly and I, and they handed out a survey saying, you know, would anybody be willing to serve? And I was like, well, I guess I should, they've been ministering to me for years now. So I guess it's my turn to get back. I don't know. I guess I'll do the newsletter or something, you know, thinking something small. And when I put my name in the ring, the ladies in leadership at the time were like, Oh, and they plucked me and put me into a very big leadership position of organizing um, a gathering once a month with a speaker and all of that. And I thought, and that was the one position when I filled out the survey and said, I could do this. I can do this. I can't do that. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And of course, that's the one God picked you picked me for because he said, you're right. You can't do this. Amazing. You need me and you need to be dependent upon me to fulfill the obligations of that role. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, here we go. Mm. Here we go. So that was really the first time of surrender and full dependence on the Lord for serving him in a, in a bigger way. Mm -hmm. 
And I, he's just getting started with you when he plucked you in, put you in that position of leadership. And one of the things um, that part of my introduction to you was uh, about a book that you, you brought to Bible study that first day. And I tried to buy it from you and you let me just bless me with, it. and I want to thank you for that. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but you know, it's not just leading. God has had you write several Bible studies. And when I read the way you write it, your passion for this is not spoon feeding. This is like deeper than that. So in light of having written a couple of Bible studies, what's your, what are the, some of the topics, what are your goals? You know, what's your goal when people get their hand on it and how can people find out where to locate these Bible studies? So I feel like with Bible study, especially with women and teaching women, um, they just need a guide. Sometimes the word can be so overwhelming and they can feel confused by some of the language or things like that. They just need somebody to simplify it for them, to give them the simple questions to lead them through a passage. And when they look back through their answers, they go, oh, it makes total sense now. Like mm -hmm. I get that through the power of prayer before they get in there, through memorizing the word and just leading them through this really helps. So the first Bible study I ever wrote was called Passionate Pursuit, responding to the unfailing love of our God and Savior, because he is passionately pursuing us. It's not the other way around. We try, we humbly try to passionately pursue him, but he's the one pursuing us, following us and always mm -hmm. there. And we just need to open our eyes to his presence in our life. And God's word helps us to do that. So if I can put something on paper that will help a woman to open her eyes to the presence of God in her life, that is a privilege and a gift. And so that's my prayer in all of the studies that they, that God would reveal to a woman, his glorious riches, the inheritance that they have in the heavenlies, this, that they have access to the same power that rose Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit within them when they place their faith in Jesus Christ. And all they need to do is be consistent in the word and do their best to put it into practice. And so I think this latest Bible study that I've written is all about putting it into practice. Mm -hmm. You know, and the other Bible study I wrote is first is about first Peter. And I love that one because it's from Peter's eyes. That is the perspective. And I love Peter because I can relate to Peter. How many times did Peter put his foot in his mouth? Do that regularly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> regularly put my foot in my mouth. And that is Peter all the way. But so when he goes through some of the scriptures that he wrote, like when he talks about precious, the precious blood of Christ, the precious cornerstone, he uses that word precious because Jesus was his friend, like his friend, like right there, they traveled together. They worked together. They were side by side, shoulder to shoulder, bringing lives to salvation. And so when he says precious, he means it. And I want women to see, is Jesus precious to you? Like mm -hmm. he was precious to Peter. That's what I think about. And man, and if I can get one woman excited to get into God's word, to see that Jesus is precious to them, man, that gets me fired up. And so <laughs> I love Just that. That's Laura's word. I, I get fired that. up. That's your word that all the time, Val. And I was fired up. I was getting a little fired up while you were talking, to be honest with you, because <laughs> that is some good stuff right there. That is some good, good stuff. I don't. It's been twice now this weekend that I've heard somebody share about. Uh, is it Philip in the Book of Acts when he comes across the man 
who has the word of God and he can't understand it right mm-hmm. in the chariot. And, uh, and in both of those times, of course, the story is, you know, how can I understand if I don't have someone to teach it to me? Mm-hmm. And so it's exactly what you're saying there. You know, people might have the word of God and yet don't have the understanding of, of the depth of the, the wisdom and the, and the love and the grace that's available for us there. And so that's why he gives some to be teachers, right. And preachers so that we can open up, expose the truth and really see lives changed around us. So I think that's super exciting. I'm telling you, I just, you know, since we're on zoom here and this is also a YouTube, I'm just, I just feel like such a, a like-mindedness here. And I already said that, but just, there's a passion when it comes to teaching God's word, right. That, that you can't hide. It can't hide it under a bushel. And I love what you're doing here. So thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the books that you were sharing about is called Live Unoffended. Um, and it's a Bible study on how to live at peace with others. Uh, I have, I do not have a copy of it yet. I need to get that. Uh, but Debbie was sharing with me a little bit about it. And she was sharing uh, the visual of walking through some shops in Asia. So would you please uh, yes. share with our <laughs> listeners? Yeah. Um, just an overall topic of what Live Undefended is about. And then uh, please share that visual. I've heard it from Deb, but I want to hear it from you. Well, because she uses <laughs> object lessons. She oh, well, brings there you go. visuals. And I was like, <laughs> another reason why I love her. Yes. <laughs> I need props. I would only yes. need props. We just need that visual to help us yes. grasp the understanding <laughs> of the message the messenger's trying to give, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was an exciting adventure to live in Korea, like I said, South Mm -hmm. Korea, for two years with my husband, newly married, 20 to 22 is how old I was while I was there. But um, so this Bible study of Live Unoffended is hits on three different people, the offender, the offended and the mediator. Okay, and the Bible study helps us to be less offensive, less easily offended and how do we mediate and when do we mediate hmm. better, right? And we also have a chapter on forgiveness because we can't have peace if we can't forgive. So to explain those three topics, I used the visual from South Korea of shopping because that was one of our fun activities was shopping. And so we would go into these pottery stores. We're literally pottery. So I have my pottery here. Pottery like this would be stacked on top of each hmm. other. Okay. And you're like, and it's <laughs> and aisles are very close together. And so we would have big bags with us because we'd be gone for the day and we'd have water bottles and snacks. So you'd have this big bag. And if you're going through this narrow aisles with fragile pottery stacked on top of each other, you know, some people, the offender is the person with the big bag, completely unaware, walking through the store and the people around are going, oh, you're going to knock it over, break it. And then the offender, Offended is the store owner, okay? Because they have their pottery stacked and their aisles are close together. It makes it easy to come in and shatter something that's valuable to them, mm-hmm. right? And then they're upset, rightly so, because we broke something of value to them. And then the mediator is your friend before you go in. Make sure you hold your bag really close in front of you. Mm-hmm. Don't be spinning around in there. And the, the same friend is telling the store owner, did you clean up your store today so that your pottery is not as easily broken? Mm-hmm. I was just a little bit wider for that person. You know, you just... Mm-hmm a little bit more careful. And if you spread your pottery out on the table and don't have it stacked, it might not be as easily broken, right? And so that's the basis of the story. And each week we hit on each person. So the offended is 
week one. The offend uh, the offender is week one. The person who gets more easily offended is week two. Forgiveness is week three. Um, mediators week four, and then practical application is week five. Mm-hmm. So that's the heartbeat of the study. I, I you know what the other thing that struck me about your book, I called Laura immediately uh, about this too, was you incorporate QR codes with a little YouTube teaching. So for some people who are visual, you know, who would love to just actually see what you just shared with the pottery in your hand, those little clips are in there. So you've got the visual learner, you've got the um, auditory, you know, the reading, it's all there. And I just think, I think that's genius. I think the way you presented that material was just outstanding. I know your heart, it matches Laura and I in terms of the passion for teaching women, but not just the spoon feeding. You want women to know how to walk away from that Bible study, having the skills of how to study the word of God for themselves. Because we all know, you know, as teachers, if you're not teaching, is some are they still learning? They need to be able to embrace that for themselves. So from your heartbeat, in a nutshell, why is it so significant that you feel like people need to have that solid understanding of the word in order to walk out their faith? Why is the understanding of the word, the foundation for a successful, victorious walking out their faith? I think it's so important for a woman to open God's word because God's word is living and active and sharper. And it's going to get in between into those places that I can't get to, I don't know what's going on in your mind and your heart. And, and God's going to give me words to say, to teach you and lead you into his word. But man, when you spend that one-on-one time with God, he teaches you, he leads you, he takes you to the verse that you need for that hard moment that you're in, or that happy moment you're in. There's so much in scripture and scripture is what changes us. So from Mm -hmm. my experience in Korea, I had a lot of time and I spent hours in God's word because I wanted to. And through that, I grew and changed. I am a different person today than I was 26 years ago. Mm -hmm. I am not the same person. And that is only because of time spent in prayer and his word. And yeah. so if I can encourage somebody else and get them excited and get them motivated to jump into God's word and let that transformation happen to them. That is what I'm passionate about because it's not, it's like having a piece of bubble gum, right? Like I love this analogy. The bubble gum is good. Now I'm going to chew on it a little bit and I'm going to get some of the flavor and I'm be like, Hey, Laura, here, you can have some of my gum, right? <laughs> has the flavor and it's still good, but now it's got my saliva mixed in there. Right. And, and that's what happens with sometimes because you really have to test what you're hearing from other teachers, right? Because some of their saliva, you're like, Ooh, that has some germs germs in it. The flavor's good. There was some truth there too. Okay. So I'm going to take the truth. And I'm going to get rid of those germs, right? And so we can open the gum for ourselves and we can have our own piece of bubble gum. And if I can get you to put your own piece of bubble gum in your mouth, then I am excited. That is so, so true. So true. Your analogies are awesome. (laughs) All right. I have a confession to make. Did anybody else in high school do that in their youth group where you shared gum? I did. I don't think so. How gross is that? I got my own gum, Deb. Oh, I did it 
for oh gosh, I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It was a long time ago though. Well, it was. I think I think there's just something so exciting about that because um, you know, when you read any good book, like there's a couple of Christian historical fiction series that I am obsessed with. And when you read any good book, the first thing that you want to do is share it with somebody else right? Because you want to be able to converse about it, have great yeah. conversation over it. You want to be able to be all in with it. And I just find it uh, really so amazing when you read the word of God, the first thing you want to do is you want to go tell somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and then you want them to be able to read it for themselves too. But I just love, I think that's why we love Bible study so much to be, mm-hmm. to be in a community with of women where we opened up the greatest book ever written, right? And the greatest book we've ever read that has completely transformed our lives. And we say, how's God speaking to you through it? There's just, mm-hmm. there's just nothing better. There's mm-hmm. just nothing better. And so mm-hmm. I just love that. Um, I feel like, uh, Val, you're going to have to come back because I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that we have, and you know what, this whole podcast yeah. started because Debbie and I used to just be on the phone during COVID talking about Jesus to each other. And then one day we're like, I wonder if other people would want to hear this. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like there's more that other people would want to hear, uh-huh. um, uh-huh. about your story, about what God's doing in your life and in ministry and whatnot, and what he's speaking to you today. So I am sure that this is not our final podcast together. Um, <laughs> but as we wrap up today, um, we love to leave our guests with one final statement, uh, that you can share with our listeners. So if you could say one more thing, what would it be to encourage those who are with us today? I would encourage them to be consistent in their time in the word. I mean, right now through my quiet time, I'm reading through the old Testament and I just went through the loss of my aunt. And as I'm reading about Abraham, I'm like, how does this relate to my life right now? Yet in the moment when I'm reading and I'm taking the time to pray and then look back, wow, God gave me a word today through a story that I already know about with Abraham sacrificing his son, Isaac. And that word was so powerful and so meaningful for me that day. You know, Abraham was willing to let go of something that he was holding on to so tightly, his son, Mm. the evidence of the promise of the covenant. That Mm. is who Isaac was. It wasn't Mm. just his firstborn. It was evidence of God in his life that his aged wife and himself aged had this child who was a blessing of the covenant. And that was something he had been holding on to yet. God asked him to let go of that. In that moment of, I said, okay, God, what am I holding on to? What am I holding on to in this moment right now? And for me Mm -hmm. in this moment right now, it was respect. Mm -hmm. I'm holding on to, I want respect from my family. I want to feel cared for from my family. And in Mm -hmm. the moment I said, I had to let it go into God's hand so that God's glory can be displayed. Because when Abraham let go of Isaac and was willing to do what God asked him to do, God's glory was displayed. And when I let go of what I'm holding on to, that desire for respect and care, which are good things, God's glory will be displayed through me. And Mm -hmm. so such a gift that that's what I would leave with somebody when you're consistent in your time in the word. God will speak to you through his word and through mm-hmm. prayer and open your eyes to what you need in that moment. And I needed that so that I can live unoffended and be at peace with my family through a really hard time. Mm-hmm. And so Amen. gift. And I'm like, thank you, God, for this gift of your word that you 
but speak to me. I'm nobody. I am a broken vessel here on earth, yet you gave me the word I needed to get through this week. Amen. Amen. That is so, so good. We are so grateful that you were here with us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing um, that specific word, because I think that that is going to resonate with a lot of people other mm-hmm. than just myself at the mm-hmm. moment, <laughs> even as you're speaking, God's you're using like, oh. that in my story. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate that so much. Um, so thank you for being here with us today. It's just been a pleasure to, to meet you. And, and I can't wait to see you face to face someday in Jersey as well. So thank you right. so much yeah. for having me. I really appreciate it. And I just hope it was a blessing to your listeners. You're very Absolutely. welcome. And I know it was. So to our listeners, uh, thanks for being here with us this whole month uh, when we pray. It's been a a great month of testimonies and just want to encourage you um, if you, well, honestly, right, I know you heard something here today, right? Because I've heard about 50 things here today that have touched my heart. Um, Val is available to speak at women's events. Um, She did write the book, Live Unoffended. It is available on Amazon. And you are um, welcome to purchase it there. I know it'll be a life-changing tool. Perhaps you're teaching a Bible study with a group of friends or just for yourself personally. Check out those YouTube videos and uh, go through the book together. Um, What a great great opportunity that would be. So take care. Uh, Share this podcast with your friends, your family on social media. Let's uh, get women out there, right? Looking up and looking into the word of God, looking up to God, their father, looking into the word of God to be set free from the things that have Mm -hmm. kept us bound. Um, We're looking forward to talking to you again next month. And thanks for being a part. God bless you. Take care, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.